Before the existence of written records, humans systematized combat. From prehistory and into the modern day, martial arts have been a part of the fabric of culture and civilization. Whether as a means of self-protection or to wage war, or to compete, or to preserve a tradition, or to touch personal greatness, these codified methods push us to ask questions, to explore, to express, to test, and to tell stories. This is Jamie Club's podcast, the official podcast of Club Chimera Martial Art, where we take the path of the vagabond warrior to find knowledge and inspiration from people, events, and ideas. If you are interested in where to follow Jamie Club and Club Chimera products and services, please wait until the end of the show. In the meantime, if you think this product is worth the price of a cup of coffee, please click on Support the Show in this episode's show notes. Right. Hi, Mary. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. Thank you. Yes. Uh, good. Anyone have thought that we'd uh, been, been recording this already and uh, and gone for a second take? I know. <laughs> Imagine that. Yes. Surely yeah. not the professionals that we are. Okay. Um, so a really different show, um, mainly based on the fact that this is probably the first time I've done a recorded interview um, for for my um, for, for CCMA. Um on, on YouTube, where it's not somebody else interviewing me, but um, I just wanted to do this as a discussion about what's on your T-shirt and what's on my T-shirt at the moment. Okay, right. So that's the cringe awkwardness out the way. Um, animal instincts. Cringe awkwardness to come because we have to tell people about the program. So indeed, indeed, yes. Animal animal instincts. Um, our children's self-protection teaching program. Uh, so. I just thought that it would be great um, to record something where we could talk about how it all began, um, a collaborative effort um, that has been from day one. So uh, my recollections of the earliest stages of this was when um, we, um, you first uh, booked me to teach some um, private lessons um, mm-hmm. on pad work, of all things, focus mitt work, which seems quite strange considering I, I, do, I do a lot less uh, focus mitt work these days. But uh, but yes, that's 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 how it began. And um, and then you started asking more and more questions about uh, involving children's self-protection in some of your regular classes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what a session that was. Uh, the surreality of being in the middle of trying to do a pad work combination and watching a kangaroo jump past your head was um, <laughs> quite something. I was like, have I been on drugs? What's happened? I didn't realise I was training in a zoo. So, yeah, yes. I'll never forget that. Um, yeah, so obviously um, I, I teach um, children's karate as my um, main thing. And um, part of the reason that I came to in the first place was that discrepancy that I had sensed between the way a lot of karate is being taught and what is practical self-defense. And that opened up a whole world of, you know, awareness, avoidance, soft skills and all of that stuff that over the last five years um, I've studied quite extensively um, a lot of um, following up a lot of leads that um, and um, and so on that you have um, indicated as well. And we've had a lot of discussion around it. And I think we share a frustration um, that children are not being adequately prepared um, for the dangers that they face at the time, never mind in a mythical future. But, um, you know, you're, um, there's a lot that you can teach your five-year-old or your 10-year-old 
um, that will be of use to them today now pick up and take away. So, and that's something that's annoyed you a lot, I think, over the years. It, oh, certainly has. Yeah, it's this frustration again. You find it within the uh, martial arts world, uh, the self protection world, the so called reality based self defense world, shall we say, um, and also uh, the greater mainstream world, and also the education system as well, which is an, another area that we, you know, we're going to be touching upon um, probably in, in future discussions. Uh, but uh, having said that, I think um, it's very important to bring in here that um, your background as a teacher. Uh, and and how that has a bearing on um, teaching children self-protection. Yeah, I think perhaps um, in terms of what how we manage the content and that kind of thing, that that is um, something that uh, is relevant. And I guess uh, having a knowledge of the education system um, itself uh, is, um, is useful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, certainly in terms of what works. Um, but also um, in terms of um, what what isn't working. Um, so you know what what works in terms of teaching. Um, definitely, I, I, I feel that uh, there's a huge input that you bring to uh, this this course. Um, but at the same time, what we've both witnessed as being problems within uh, the school dynamic that I don't think um, a lot of people are, are aware of. Um, but, uh, you know, these are persistent, well, well, at least solutions they're not aware of anyway. Um, but then again, which we've both witnessed, uh, me as a parent um, and also as a teacher of of children uh, in, in self-protection, but you obviously being in there um, in the field, so to speak, uh, often five days a week working as a, um, as, as, as a regular teacher. Yeah, I think um, you know, especially what you're alluding to there is the way that um, schools seem to operate. Um, uh, as Ian says, like the Vatican, like they've got their own separate, um, you know, internal <laughs> of laws yeah. which bear no relation to the laws that are outside on, you know, yeah. assault and uh, the the right to preemptive um, self defence and that kind of thing. Uh, and we can understand how that's evolved. Um, but it can lead to very misleading advice being given to children and uh, to children getting, um, well, putting up with uh, a lot of um, physical and verbal abuse, which is very bad for them psychologically um, and not knowing what um, legal avenues there are for them to set their own boundaries, which is really yes. important. Definitely, definitely. Again, you know, when I wrote my book, When Parents Aren't Around, um, there's a good reason why I chose it as a title. Um, it was all about putting children in charge for, for as far as I'm concerned from a core point. Um, it, it's all about giving agency. Um, one of the things that um, uh, you definitely brought in to to the course um, was actively having more more um, tasks that on the surface don't look like self-protection skills um things like having a child purchase an item or um getting public transport tickets or things like that um you know i think i think they were really you know really really important areas that that you that you made sure were put in as part of the animal um instincts program um yeah, but that's been, yeah. yeah incredibly important to um to help children build their skills of independence uh, is empowering and um, empowered independent children are uh, much harder targets um, because, you know, they have the confidence to deal with the world around them and they're not, you know, looking lost and um, they have the ability to take the initiative. Um, and that's um, true self-protection, isn't it? That's personal yes. safety um, yeah. and having the, you know, the confidence to look around them and, and be um you know, on top of whatever the situation is. 
Yeah. Um, again, I think one of the big points of self-protection teaching is the fact that, that we develop um, realistic behaviours. And the best way to develop realistic behaviours is to make them part of everyday behaviours. Mm. Uh, and, and again, a lot of that then ends up highlighting how so much actually is self-protection, so much is personal security. I mean, this is this is what what's happening, um, which, um, again, I've jumped ahead and all over the place is inevitably, inevitably the way that we do things, Mary. <laughs> uh, I promise. I promise the course is a lot more orderly, <laughs> but um, for the sake of for, for the sake of this um, uh, d- discussion here and talking about the origins um, and are talking about these different tasks, what, what, what I'm thinking about at the moment is this badge system which you brought in. I mean, I remember you came to me um, midway within the first year when we were doing the lessons or something or within the first, I don't know, I forget which point it was, but where again we, you were, ha- we're having these discussions. We're doing tra- we're training, and then we're just having these discussions, these teacher consultation discussions, and then it, uh, and it uh, and you were talking about developing a badge system. Yeah, um, I, I think that's right. So um, we what I, we know to be true is that when you codify something and um, like present it as a series of tasks that can be ticked off, um, then you're much more likely to get. Um, like reliable coverage of those skills so um, I think children's self-protection is really important and shouldn't be left to chance so um, in a martial arts session yes we can do absolutely lots of I would we do scenario training with children all the time and we're not talking about the kind of scenario training where um, you know we're doing um, you know taking them to uh, a nightclub and putting them in uh, like red man suits and jumping on top of them we're talking about getting a child to go and speak to a parent that they don't know and say, excuse me, can you help me? I've lost my mum. Uh, this is this is her number kind of thing, you yes, know, our lock yes. protocol. So um, if making it formulaic and reward based is um, a much more helpful way for a, for a teacher to be able to operate on it. And so that it's kind of um, goal driven that that um, can be um, much more effective. And, you know, effective is what we want. Yes, we don't yes. you know we, we we really want this to be an effective and practical program and i think it's really important that like the first level is meerkat we're really trying to train those awareness skills early on because they're so basic and so crucial uh, and then um in terms of um rabbit i remember our discussions around that because you know you get that kind of rabbit in the headlights thing it's not necessarily positive connotations but you know rabbits are incredibly agile they're incredibly incredible survivors and uh, they're they're really really good at avoiding trouble um so that's a, a particularly good um animal to represent that level um and then uh, bear that was an interesting one so that's a sort of a um uh throwback to your bear podcast which uh, the way of the bear which is a, a really everybody should go and listen to it um uh, a really good um like when we're thinking about what skills we're looking for in that particular level and that that owning of responsibility and space that is such an important part of teenage development my probably my favorite age group to work with are teenagers as they have that developing sense of agency and identity and that's really key in the bare level um and um and then chimera of course where uh, you have all of the skills and that's the leadership level yeah excellent yeah and again it's imp- and again so, so meerkat um, four to seven year olds, uh, rabbit um, seven to eleven, um, bear is eleven to sixteen, and then chimera is sixteen plus. Uh, yeah. So it's um, and it's important to know that um, again these are ongoing uh, um, courses. Um, they can be taught as 
either bolt on lessons to an existing martial arts club. So it's a, it's an, it's a separate uh, um, service that a club can offer. Or it can be something that an individual instructor might want to offer a school, like an after school school club. And again, the badging system immediately um, it's it's, pr- it's proven to be effective. Um, we think of things in the UK where we have like uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Award Scheme. Um, we, we obviously uh, universally there's uh, systems in place like Girl Guides, Boy Scouts, things like that, where where badges um, uh, make sense. It's not like a belt ranking system as such. Um, and again, because and because people can come in at any level, you know, depends on your age group. You'll be you'll be um, uh, working towards the particular badge. Um, and, and again, and uh, as I said, yeah, I feel like it's um, it's very much again, it's its own service. It, it allows uh, teachers to separate self-protection from martial arts training or from sports training um you know from traditional training even if you've got a traditional martial art which is self-defense self-protection based this is a distilled focused um series of uh, lessons and and, and courses uh, that, that you can provide without having to in, uh, be connected to anything else just just entirely focused on their personal security with um relevant uh, physical skills yeah. And for um, people that want to know a little bit more about the kind of vibe of it, we we released a couple of free ebooks. Well, yes. temporarily free. They, they will actually have a price on them quite soon. And so um, that it's um, the ebooks are there for people who are interested in what we're doing. And um, that means that they people then get joined up to a mailing list about the release of the actual programs, which is coming quite soon now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting times. And again, this is the very first time. I have ever created any form of um, teaching qualification. Um, I've, I've never awarded um, a teaching qualification, so it's great to be working with you to be able to deliver that. Um, and uh, the British Combat Association, the World Combat Association, has in- agreed to endorse it as well. So it'll be it'll be being run through them too. Um, so it's uh, it, it has that uh, it has that stamp of approval, which is very, which is really really important. Um, as I said, it's I feel it's it's an opportunity to be as thorough with children's self protection as possible. I mean, my ideal is is when people book me for a when parents aren't around seminar, for example, we, I do up to ten hours um, of of teaching with that. This allows us to go much deeper. Um, not that self protection shouldn't be taught in in in, in short. Um, within a short concise course I, I still defend that point but this is an opportunity for parents and teachers to work together on a regular basis um ticking off again all these things confirming that these behaviors are being done it's not just a delivery of the knowledge is it it's just a it, it's just a constant um ongoing plan to show that yeah yeah they a child might get it in the first week and then forget it all in the next week this this is in to ensure that this information is being um absorbed and most importantly, it's being applied out in the field. I mean, this is the, I think that's what's so important about the fact that we're using the record books, that all of that is all part of it, that we're working closely with the parents and uh, we're going to be teaching teachers how to deliver this. Um, and again, this is the, the important thing is about teaching teachers as well. Um, it's not it's not just about, well, this is the con- this is our content, you know, do what you want. After we've done the video courses, the online video courses that we're going to be delivering, there'll be face to face training where there'll be plenty more going into how to properly teach these skills to, to children so that so that people are being taught to be teachers and to taught to be children's self-protection teachers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because the soft skills that can be um, basically picked up and taught into most contexts, um, we're aware that some sometime, some part of the program that, that might be just as far as people want to take it. They get their certificate for um, the like meerkat soft skills delivery or the rabbit soft skills delivery, and, and that's fine for their brownie group or or whatever. But it, those that want to really like get themselves a children's self protection um, qualification as an instructor, well then you know they'll have all the certificates. Um, from the four courses and that will qualify them to come to the physical skills um, which um, will be done as an in-person course um, because you know we, we want to cross hands with people and uh, um, make sure that they're delivering the range of skills in the most effective way possible. Yeah absolutely yeah again uh, maintaining quality um, is going to be really, really important. Um, uh, the standards are going to be high um, there are uh, there's criteria that people are going to need to have um, after they do the video course. The video course is open to anybody. I mean, that's that's what's really important. We want to get that information out there, which will be delivering uh, the bulk of the soft skills training um, that will be required, as um, as you just said, over over the four courses. Um, and it's great. Again, somebody just does those. Um, uh, again, there'll be online uh, quizzes to pass in order to get um, the, the, those particular qualifications. If those individuals um, just want to stop there, then that's great. Um, even if they don't pass the actual courses, the point is that we're actually getting that information out there. That's that's what's important to us. Um, but then uh, people who want to pursue it further. They can move into being able to uh, become a full um, teacher in in this uh, particular animal instincts program and they'll be able to deliver the animal instincts program and award the badges uh, to these different age groups mm -hmm. yeah absolutely um and you know in that the, the the it's a kind of a limitless really we'll see how how that's going but um you know we we've got lots of ideas as to how we can develop this and help to keep people up to date as well with the most relevant information because obviously the world of children's safety is changing all the time um and um i had um uh uh, instance this week where uh, a, a year five student um, was very nervous because his friend has um, bought a replica gun that he was planning to bring into school and you'd think that replica guns are supposed to look like toy guns but we we looked this up together and we we looked at it and we we realized that if you were a teacher and a child pulled that gun out in that class you would be very alarmed um, yeah. because and you know, there are all sorts of you know uh, ins and outs as to you know they're supposed to be coloured and they're supposed to be this that and the other but somebody's obviously got around that and it's freely yeah. available and you just think well this is the kind of the world that that our children are living in is not the same world that you and I grew up in and no. so for me one of the most important feeders for our course is the information that we're constantly getting with the with the with the um, things that my children in my school bring to class and we workshop together because they'll often bring in a, a you know this happened at school um, how should we deal with it and then yeah. uh, we, we, we all workshop it together and of course they're the ones that know um, about the cyber risks they know um, which games are will uh, are the most dangerous ones to interact with they they know far better than we do uh, what um, what is being said and done in the playground yeah. we have the broader experience to then put that into context and give them some solid advice on that and to develop things that that will deal with that so it's a, in in lots of ways it's um part of the content is driven by the children definitely uh, and um, them identifying what their needs are yeah and and um in that respect i mean, I mean again I, I think a a really really um big point about the approach that we take um with, with teaching 
is about um, giving children agency. Only are we learning from the children within the lessons. And again, we'll be promoting that through the teaching that we do on this course. Um, we're going to be um, encouraging or, or um, creating situations where you can bring it to the classroom, where a person on this course will be able to bring it to their classroom to make a more open forum. How do you organize and run and guide uh, discussion groups which will have immediate impact immediately relevant it's actually happening now just as you describe that so so they'll be opening up their own ways to, to do that but also how we create various how that then extends into other activities everything right down to the physical side of things um, in line with ecological dynamics in line with um, various open forum methods of teaching um, that that will be very much the core of, the of our training so it keeps it up to date so it maintains it up to date. So our future proofing isn't just going to be a simple case of, well, this is the most up to date information we know today. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be future proofing. It'll be saying, well, this is how you change. This is how you can move forward and you can develop courses um, yourself. So I could say giving agency to the teachers and also whilst the teachers will be giving agency to their students. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think for anybody um, that was interested in taking on this course, the advantages to them is that they have a comprehensive program, uh, which is uh, very clearly extremely practical, um, connects well with children and with parents um, and is easy to, to, to use. So mm -hmm. I think um, it's the kind of program that I wish had existed when I started out teaching martial arts. Um, and it's very much designed by the things that we've experimented with and found um, to work. And obviously, we've discarded other stuff that doesn't work so well. Yeah. Um, it's extremely well tailored to the, the needs of each particular demographic. So it's not children's self-protection and you know, like, you know, everything under 18. It's yes. clearly broken down into what's age appropriate because that, you know, for us, uh, in the meerkat age group, most children of that age are going to have an adult on hand. So yeah. that massively changes um, how that program works. Whereas for the rabbit age group, they are beginning to do more and more stuff, you know, w on their own or, you know, m with their peers. Um, and then by the time they get to, be to to the bear level, then they are, you know, most of them are making their own way to school or, you know, there's there's a there's more and more distance from you know the safety the arbitration that is a supervising adult um and then by the time they get to 18 or you know 16 to 18 year olds should have the capacity to be that supervising adult so there's a real um linear progression in the, what particular uh, skills are being taught and yeah. and knowing what you can do on your own and when to ask for help is you know a key part of that as well yeah, it's a very exciting time, um, certainly for us, um, and I hope for the uh, the greater self-protection and martial arts community um, and anyone else who's um, interested um, in children's self-protection. Uh, so I'm that's the Animal Instincts. Morning going, oh my God, when is Animal Instincts coming out? When is it coming out? That's yeah. the, that, the entirety of the community. They just can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they should, they, they should be. They should be in, in anticipation for this. Um, and uh, yeah, and so uh, details of that will be coming soon. Uh, thanks for being on the show, Mary. <laughs> Cheers, Jamie.
My other books, Wrong Foo and Mordred's Victory and Other Martial Mutterings, are also available through Amazon as both ebooks and paperbacks, and I'm also selling signed copies. These works are collections of rewritten and re edited essays I've produced over the last two decades. Wrong Foo is a prequel to my Bullshit Sue and the Fight to Make Martial Arts Work project, which deals with critical thinking in the history of martial arts. Mordred's Victory and Other Martial Mutterings covers the 10 years I ran Club Chimera Martial Arts as a school. Nowadays, I teach private lessons, courses and seminars. These are bespoke services that put you in charge of your martial arts journey. I teach self-protection and martial arts cross-training. You can train with me one-to-one or in a small group. I count individual clients, couple clients, parent and child clients and various other combinations. These can be taught face-to-face or virtually. I also regularly teach clubs, societies and associations nationally and internationally. Please go to clubchimera.com for details. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Owltale or whatever podcast platform you're currently using. If you could leave me a five-star rating and a review, I would be really grateful. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and at long last, TikTok. Facebook also has a members group in addition to the main business page, so please send in a request to join in with the training discussions and be a part of the wider CCMA community. I'm also uploading new content to YouTube. There are various short videos, vlogs and full video versions of some of these podcast episodes on there as well as filming of my various lessons so you get an idea of the different services that I provide. Please check out the services section on the YouTube channel to find out more details on these individual services and suggestions for where you might want to take your training with me. Again, please subscribe, like, share and leave a comment. All favourable engagement on these platforms helps keep CCMA going. Now, I don't know where you listen to this show or watch or read any of the other free content I produce. My time to listen to podcasts usually occurs during dog walks or solo car journeys or when I'm undertaking some mundane task or other around my home. I watch videos when I'm in the kitchen. My reading time occurs when I'm in a waiting room or during a rest period at home. My guess is a good number of you will think nothing of buying a coffee or some other beverage when you're commuting or waiting or on your break. If you believe that the work I produce is worth the price of a coffee, then please click on support the show in this episode's show notes. Whether or not you choose to do this, my thanks to everyone who joins me on this Vagabond Warriors journey, and I look forward to sharing more travel notes with you all on the next show.